I just thought, as I said earlier on, I just thought it was a very functional performance, something that a manager would be more happy about than a than a supporter. I don't know yeah. if you agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why that's why I couldn't. That's why I didn't celebrate. I was like, as it's some, it has sunk in. Obviously, with the Twitter and social media, you know, everybody's talking so so good about the club and so good about the team. Um, we don't get the recognition in South Africa that Sundowns are getting. And obviously, Chiefs, Pirates, and Cape Town City's uh, super sports. But you know, everybody, everybody questioned why. They, everybody questioned why I took the job when it when I did. Uh, and I and I actually sat with the with the girl I was kind of you know seeing at the time, and, and we had a, we had, we had a good chat about it. And she said, "You must be mad," you know. But I phoned I, what I did. I phoned the captain Nonyani up and I said, "Captain, can this team survive?" And he said, "Yes, coach." And 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 I and I, I just thought yeah. And then when I came, I told him exactly what I did. Um, well, I tell him exactly what I do to all the teams. Right? One, we're bringing back the football fun. Two, we're going to make you smile. Three, I'm going to make you enjoy training. But four, I'm going to try and protect your jobs. So you know the the the, the football now in, in this country, it's all about you know keeping your status in the PSL. That's all it is. Uh, Connie, is it, you know, Sundowns are too far ahead of everybody else. You know, there's, there's a massive gap because of the resources that they've got, the players that they've got, um, and it, it's now a battle of like, let, let's keep the bottom eight, let's keep the, let's keep our status. And remember, I, I would reckon six, seven clubs are not professionally run. You know, they're not run properly. You know, it's and and it, and it and it puts a bad image on the PSL. Puts a bad image on South African football, uh, and and that's got to change, and we've got to change it. I I always said like the the Belgians did in 2010 after the World Cup. They sat down all together, the leagues, and said, right, we're going to play this formation. Our youth players are going to do this, and they're not going to do anything else. And look where they are, look where they were in 2020, number one in the world in the world. And it took 10 years to do that. We, on our last show, we had Lawrence Kohler, who's the disky journalist who follows yeah. a lot of the teams around Africa, who was speaking highly about what you're doing at Gallants um, in our last show. Um, and he was speaking about the preparation, some of the teams get in place prior to traveling. For example, he was saying, Sundowns have a delegation that goes out a week before, sources the chefs, sources the transport, the training facilities, the puts the team in a bubble. So when the team gets there, it's an easy transition into playing and also being not disturbed. Do you have that element of of preparation at your hands? No. In a, in a, in a nutshell, we've got the chairman, we've got the general manager, uh, we've got uh, the team manager, we've got a secretary. Um, that's as far as I know that the, the run the club. Um, I'll give you the uh, the shortened version of the horrific trip to Libya. Um, the chairman, I think, was promised uh, a, a better deal to go with a certain company and the the, the guy in Benghazi. Um, we were playing on the Sunday. We were flying Thursday evening. We got told by this travel agent that the tickets were at the airport. 11 players had to go, no, sorry, 10 players had to go at 9 o'clock in the morning because they were flying at 1. The rest were flying at 8. At 2 o'clock, 
the 10 players came back to the hotel because there was no flight from from our tambo we were then told at five o'clock that we were flying at eight and you remember and you know rush hour in Joburg. so luckily our bus driver was was very brave and, and drove like a lunatic we got to the airport at half past six still with no tickets and we were flying at eight you know so we eventually got us tickets we checked in some checked in the bags some didn't um we were then flying to Istanbul, you know, and we got to Istanbul without a, uh, a connecting flight to Benghazi. We spent 16 hours in transit, no food, no water, apart from the the, 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 the water dispensing machine, which, you know, wasn't working particularly well. No internet. You had a one hour voucher for internet in Istanbul and we were stuck. We were stuck. No flights, no flight ticket. We couldn't go out the we couldn't go out of the airport. We couldn't go into the airport lounge. Um, we had to get the ambassador of South Africa to come and help us. Um, so we flew at eight o'clock Thursday night. We landed six o'clock Friday morning. We eventually got into the airport lounge at eleven thirty p.m. and still not had any food. You know, then then we obviously we got some food. Um, we got nowhere to stay. We got nowhere to sleep. We got no flight tickets the next day. So the chairman had to spend a book four rooms at the airport hotel, which cost two and a half thousand dollars, no euros, for the hotel for four rooms for twenty four people. So you can imagine what that was like. And then. Um, after telling the players all day, do not leave the hotel, do not leave the hotel, uh, sorry, do not leave the airport because you'll not get back in, you know, eight players decided that they were going to go and get the bags uh, that were in the um, baggage hall and they couldn't get back in because they didn't have a ticket. So they didn't have any, any have any accommodation Friday night. They had to sleep outside the airport. So then Saturday we woke up, tickets were coming, tickets never arrived. We were supposed to fly at one o'clock, didn't fly. So then the chairman had to book another night accommodation, but we made him do, we made him book uh, 10 rooms. The ones, the four, there were four players and two staff outside the hotel, outside the airport, still couldn't get in. Still couldn't get in. And they didn't travel to Benghazi because they didn't give, they didn't give them a ticket. Sunday morning, I woke up at eight o'clock. We went to transit. We went to the airline desk. We waited there till 12 o'clock. We were flying at one. The kickoff's at three, right? So we missed the kickoff. The chairman said the kickoff's going to be delayed till Monday. We eventually get on the plane. We've had eight players. Four players have gone missing. Luckily, we begged the airlines just to give us five minutes and the four players turned up. So we travelled to Benghazi with uh, 12 fit players, one that just returned from injury. We landed in Benghazi at four o'clock. By the time we got on the bus at five o'clock, we were told we went straight to the stadium, kickoff was at seven. And we'd not eaten since breakfast. So the, the club got a chicken sandwich um, and, and their chicken sandwich, we went out and played. They were absolutely fantastic, it? they were brilliant, but we lost 4-1. And then obviously afterwards, you know the story, we had to stay an extra day because again, we didn't have any tickets. Um, then we got the tickets and two of our staff remained behind. And basically they were held hostage until the club paid 
the exorbitant amount of money that this crooked uh, travel agent in Joburg and this crooked uh, official in Benghazi uh, took a lot of money out of the club. And I mean a lot of money. And, and Not, Dylan, if I can come in really quickly, because firstly, thank you for the insight that you've given and the detail. I mean, listening to that, that sounds traumatic in, on so many levels and really unprofessional and a real challenge for you to go to. But we will have listeners out there who might not be familiar with the story. And, and I think just to remind everyone, it was Maruma Gallants, um, had two of their staff members uh, that had to uh, were effectively held captive in, in a Libyan hotel for three weeks over the financial dispute um, with, with, the, uh, with the, the travel agents and, and the hotel. Um, and it was only after some intervention uh, from the South African government and, and the bill was paid that um, the situation was resolved. I have to ask you here, Dylan, um, what was it, did you guys, were you able to get any support from CAF while you were in that situation? How, how were CAF, CAF in this process? Yeah, we did because we had a SAFR, we had a SAFR representative, representative, Mr. Bailey, um, and he was on the case and he was trying to, you know, be, be mediator between both. But this guy, um, as, far as, I, as far as I'm aware, the chairman just wanted the receipt of bills. Uh, he just wanted a bill. They wanted receipts, and they couldn't produce those receipts. You know, so basically, when we when we were waiting for the flight on Sunday, we asked the airline what would the flight be returned to Benghazi. It was four hundred eighty-four dollars. They were charging two thousand dollars. Ah. You know, so you know, and and you know, the, the this this guy in Johannesburg. Um, I mean, every ten minutes we were phoning him. Oh, I'll give me ten minutes. I'll sort it. Ten minutes, sixteen hours. And it was freezing in that terminal. Freezing. There was no, like I said, there was nothing there. Dylan, listen, you've been fantastic with your time. I've just got one more question, and that's for you specifically about yourself. Um, I know you, after uh, losing the Swallows uh, job, you were out for quite some time. You took a lot of time off. How did that benefit you, that period? that you got into the job and were just so good to go? Because I was following you on social media, how you were looking after yourself, the things you were doing, you were getting out into the country. Um, how did that benefit you in preparation for the new role? You know, when, when I'm in my work, I'm, it's 24-7. You know, I'm downloading stuff as we speak, you know, from from the, the from from uh, from Yanga's game. Um, I've done the Manitsburg stuff uh, on the bus. Um but you no, know, I, I kind of, I didn't want to come back into football after Swallows. I thought the way that Swallows uh, dealt with the situation, the way they handled the situation, um, I felt I felt cheated and I felt angry. Um, and going to Durban, which is one of my favourite places in, uh, especially in Slanga, um, it, it, it it took me away from the football. Even though I was still doing my uh, coach education, my CPD stuff. It gave me time to just step away from the game. I wasn't interested in watching South African football. Didn't interest me. You know, I'd watch English Premier League. Um, if if I were lucky, I'd watch maybe Barcelona. But I would never watch, I wouldn't watch South African football. I switched off. And I didn't really, um, at the time, think that anything was going to happen. There'd been rumours of Amazulu. There'd been rumours of Sekakuni. There'd been rumours of uh, Stellenbosch. There'd been rumours of uh, Richards Bay. There was all there was all kind of you know you, you, the paper talk, but I I didn't let it affect me and I was doing lots of walking I was walking 
plus minus 16 miles a day, which was great for me mentally because there's nothing worse than sitting in the house, you know, in, especially in a beautiful hot country. If it's pissing down with rain and freezing cold, yeah, sit in your house, put the fire on and watch TV. But when it when you're in South Africa and you've got a beautiful ocean uh, and some nice places to walk, um, it, 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 it helped me. And I said, when, when the chairman called me up and asked me to go and see him, um, I said, I'm not going to speak to you because Dan Dan's still in charge. Um, and I says, and when, when, when you decide to, 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 to let him go, then I'll, I'll speak to you. And the next day he phoned me up. He said, look, can you fly? I said, I'll fly tomorrow. And like I said, if it wasn't for that, if my captain had have said, look, nah, it's, you know, it's, we don't want, then I, I would have totally not taken the job, you know, uh, but he said, no, this, this, this team's good enough to survive. And touch wood, we, 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 we're going to survive. We're going to survive, you know, and, uh, not not being too blase about it, I think I've, I think we've got the right characters uh, now that are they're, they're on a high, and they're not talking about money money at the moment. They're not talking about bonuses. They're talking. They're, they're actually listening to me and talking about keeping their jobs alive. Dylan, you know you've been very open about your preparations. You spoke about Africa. You spoke about your chances um, in the semi-finals coming up, which you know gallants rightly so have put themselves in that position. But coming back to the Premier League in South Africa, the PSL, do you think at this point in time you have the resources to keep Marumo Gallants in the PSL for the next season? I I never doubted it when I came. You know, um, I knew the majority of the players because I had them when I was at TTM. Um, my left back, I never played. Uh, Bebo, uh, I never played him uh, when I was here at TTM. Uh, I didn't think he was better than what we had, but this year, this season I watched him. He's been he's been brilliant and he's been ever present since I've been here. Um, I would I would honestly, yes, I think we can survive, but but I'm just worried that the energy levels and this is something I've got to seriously look at tomorrow. Um, How many points do you think you need? To survive relegation. 32. We need 32. When I joined the club, I said to the chairman, let me manage the team. Please let me run the team. Let me manage the team. Let me manage the recovery. Let me manage where we travel, when we travel. Let me do all that. And and luckily, he's allowed me to do that. And that's why we that's why we are where we are. You know, because I had I not been in control of that. We 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 would we wouldn't have won half the games that we've been playing in. We wouldn't have done half as well. Because I've been able to maintain that level of fitness, I've been able to uh, maintain that level of, you know, um, mental tiredness, you know, and 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 it, and it's worked, and, and that's what I've got to do tomorrow. Like I say I've got to do tomorrow, you know, I've got to make sure that this is this is done right, you know, for the for the sake of the club. And if I change it too much, then I'm putting the game at risk. But that's no disrespect to the other players, you know. We can, but they have not played. They've not played as many. You know, one or two have played 45 minutes, maybe uh, one's played an hour, but the rest have only played little, you know, five, ten minute appearances. And and that affects the confidence, it affects the morale, and also it, it affects the balance of the team. So again, I've got, I've got to look at uh, three, four, five, six different uh, things that could, could put that 
put that result in in jeopardy and that and that comes down to me then